oh, and you're, and you're really trying to figure out Jigsaw character who's at the center of the film, uh, trying to figure out his motivations for all that stuff, and and uh, and 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 the little bits get revealed more and more along the lines, and, right, right, and and how things got to be the way it was, like who would do such a crazy thing, right, right, and and the way it really reveals, because it's not all like straight up uh, sadistic uh, violence, which I would think would uh, be more like. Uh, what was the name of that uh, torture movie where uh, the no no yeah me and Riley liked the movie we, we threw out our brains and then when uh, we the movie we enjoyed the shiny objects <laughs> it wasn't torture I'm just kidding yeah no, the rich executive paid to uh, uh, like soft um, um, torture people. Uh, hostel? Is hostel, that that's it. That's I it. didn't see it. Oh, oh God. Yeah. 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 You saw that? Uh, I, I you look like such a nice person. No, no, no. <laughs> the moment the, the first guy enters to the hotel, that's yeah. it. Like, when I yeah. saw he was walking to the room, I said, well, that's it. Yeah, that, that was just straight, that was just straight, fight. that was just straight murder, violence, yeah. and... Uh, or like uh, American Psycho, right? Yeah. 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 Ricky's Alex's novel, where he's flying up breasts. I mean, that, that to me yeah. is... Well, like, the movie, I thought it was really interesting. It didn't show a lot of violence. No, and it turned out to be somewhat psychological. I think, yeah. is it raining again, or is that not? Uh, yeah. It's to be heard back in, like a bunch of frightened sheep in rain. <laughs> That's, uh, it works for me. We're going to stay again, right? They're going to come back out. <laughs> Maybe we go back yeah. in, then they come back out. Yeah, scuba gear. <laughs> no, but we'll keep on with this question, because it's, it's me. It's oh, a don't forget the reporter. Uh, oh, right, thank you. Hey, Nash. Thanks. Yeah, Greg and I actually just watched that movie, American Psycho. Oh yeah, it's very interesting. It's a great portrait. I, I have seen it. I read. The, I read the book, and I did see the film. Uh, um, and it is, yeah, because they have a twist. I don't. I can't remember if the twist is in the book, but in the film, it is like. Uh, but none of this happened, right? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. all his uh, fantasies. Yeah. So. I got a question too later. Okay. Uh, sure. Oh, the far throne is available. <gasps> All the smart people inside can still feel their limbs. <laughs> I never went out. Yeah. How you feeling? Uh, better. It's the, the prospect is sort of. You know, if you're not feeling better, we can start again. Yeah. <laughs> so you're feeling better? That would make you feel worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Suddenly I feel a lot better. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> no, it's, it's sort of, sort of oh. away a little bit. You know, I I I dropped the therapist, so. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Well, I sent him an email. Oh well, he's done. Good. That's good. Oh, bye, well, bye, therapist. Um, and, uh... <laughs> Wait, just now? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you can send your therapist. <laughs> We're all gone. When he gets you an email, yeah. Drop me at I'm a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dumbledore Population U. <laughs> this is my new phone number, 1-800-ain't-getting-it. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the rest of it is still kind of... Far out. I'm yeah, not yeah, no, but really at least sure. you got uh, you got the negative yeah. stimulus out of the way, and yeah, you got yeah. something to aim work for a positive. Yeah. 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 Where's our saw fellow? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Hello. All right. So uh, the question is uh, that I have a certain perspective on sadism in films, mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't seen the saw film, so I don't yeah. know. I just I know. seen clips or whatever that look pretty horrendous. Um, so your question is, is are you a sadist? Is that what you're asking? Uh, well, because <laughs> I don't know, right? But yeah, am I a sadist or did I do? Did I come from a violent childhood and I don't remember it? <laughs> uh, well, let, let me. I mean, if you don't mind, right? So let me ask you a couple of questions and you can tell me if, if it makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your childhood. Okay. Well, well, I guess there's no me here, right? 
perhaps that will answer the question right away, but I was teased a lot in school. Uh, my, my parents, I think, were above average. I'm not saying they were great and absolutely wonderful, but they were, they were good parents, I think. Uh, I, um, is there anything else? Well, no, no, I, did, I hated school. I absolutely hated okay, school. Okay, tell, tell but well, tell me what you were teased about, if you don't mind. I know it's not fun, but what were you teased about? Big front teeth. Uh, the Freddie Mercury's, absolutely. <laughs> if they came with a singing voice, I'd be happy. <laughs> um, I was pretty much uh, of a loner. I didn't make much French. I was. Are you an only child? Uh, I have a little brother. He's four years younger than me. For those not from Quebec, that's brother. That's our brother. <laughs> All right. So. Um, uh, um, were you shy going to school, or did you develop shyness? Uh, was there because uh, shy, shy kids get teased, right? And it's not only shy kids who get teased, <coughs> but the kids who are less certain in themselves, less confident in themselves. Generally, it's sad but true, right? The people with the low self-esteem, everybody's happy to pile it down even further, right? <laughs> was that somewhat accurate from when you went to school, or did it uh, grow more as you went to school? The insecurity. I don't remember if I was shy early in school, but I I remember most of of my childhood being extremely shy, I didn't have many friends, and when I did, it was with other loners and other people who were... Let's were together for protection, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, were you shy at home, or uh, only outside of the home? Um, <clears throat> I guess I was less shy at home. Uh, <laughs> and I'm still shy. We get the shy people to talk about emotionally difficult things in a crowded room, eh? That's right. fun. What a roller coaster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and for, for the next thing about what's really uncomfortable, I won't talk. <laughs> um, so but, so you paused there, right? We're shy at home versus shy at school. What was that? Well... I you guess, want it? Sorry, I guess I developed the fear of disapproval because of that. I wanted the, the approval of people at school. I wanted to stop being teased. So, And what did your parents do when you told them about the teasing? Um, or did you? I told them. Uh, at first they, t- they tried to tell me to either ignore it or to uh, assert myself. I'm not, I'm not judging your parents as good or bad. That's not good parenting. Mm-hmm. And, and in, I know that this is a small instance in a big parenting scenario, so I'm fully aware mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But tell me why that's not good parenting. Um, because they're, they're putting it on me. That's and one you're, thing, yeah. You're getting these because you don't ignore them or because you don't assert yourself enough. Right. So the onus is on you to solve the problem of teasing and it's a deficiency in you that mm-hmm. is not has that has nothing to do with that. Right? So that's that definitely you, you hey, you're being teased, let me help you knock you down further, right? And again, I'm just talking about this particular instance with regards to your parenting. Mm-hmm. That is not good parenting. That's only one aspect of well, how bad it is, right? Okay. So tell me tell me another one. Because you were there, you felt it, right? So what, another, uh, another one of what? Of, of why it's not good parenting. Oh I that was my guess. Well, no, and you were right, but that's only one. <laughs> only one example. 
Why that's not bad parenting to tell me that? No, it is bad parenting. You gave me one example, which is that the onus is put on you. What is the second reason why that's bad parenting? I don't know. Anyone else want to? Well, they're ignoring you. And they're not... They're telling you to ignore it. And in that statement is kind of ignoring your problem and saying... They're not dealing with the foundational basis. No, they're just, just the dismissive of it. And very, uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're not asking you your experience of being bullied. Right? They're, they're viewing it as a practical problem to be solved through the mere exercise of willpower on your part. They're not asking you how it feels. Because the bullying is designed to uh, create two things. Humiliation followed by self-attack in the victim, right? Mm -hmm. And those two things are have to they, you have to have a predisposition for those two things for bullying to occur okay right? you have to have a predisposition to feelings of humiliation and self-attack for bullying to have any effect whatsoever I mean sorry that's too big a statement bullying always has an effect right but uh, it doesn't really take in someone's personality unless they have a predilection towards it right so you had sorry I was gonna say it's also contradictory advice you can't ignore it and assert something uh, well I guess they want to have me ignore it, try and if it doesn't other, right? work, try oh, sure, okay, right. right. And they're trying to solve the problem of you being attacked by attacking you. Well, no, it's not attack. That's the, I mean, that makes it even more of a challenge, because attacking you would be like, oh yeah, your teeth are too big, whatever, right? But that would be to pile on, but it's a more subtle kind of undermining, because it's basically saying, uh, it's setting him up for future failure, right? You don't solve the problem of bullying either through ignoring it, Right? Because the reason they're picking on you is you can't ignore it. Because if you could ignore it, they wouldn't have started bullying you to begin with, right? And if you were assertive, you wouldn't, the bully wouldn't, bullies can sense, right? They know, they, they smell, right? They, they, there's an aura or something, right? The past life informant, right? So, so they're telling you to solve something. It's like saying, it's, it, it's like saying the way to avoid a cold after you've already got one is to wash your hands. It's like, but I already have the cold, so washing my hands, you know, I'm not going to help that much, right? So, uh, and, and so, there's a number of different things. They're not asking you how you feel so that they can understand where the problem is coming from. They're not saying, what have we as parents done to not prepare our child for this social environment? They're putting the onus completely upon you and they're giving you solutions that can't conceivably work and will in fact only make the bullying worse. Okay. Right. And, and the reason that I'm saying that is not to pick on your parents, right, but to, to hopefully get a, yeah, a load off your shoulders, right? Yeah. Because the Saw movies fundamentally are around humiliation and self-attack, right? Because you have to saw off your own arm, right? That's a huge metaphor for self-attack, right? Our self-attack expert can confirm this? Sorry? Our self-attack expert can confirm this? <laughs> I would say it's a metaphor for sure. I've but because you're attacking yourself in oh, Saw, yeah. right? You're putting in an impossible situation oh, where yeah. you have to cut off your own limb to get out of a... Trapper is is that that's yeah, at least in one of the movies somewhere. Yeah, right? And plus the per, the people that the the serial killer in some movies choose specifically people who have done bad things or have done something in their lives or are suicidal suicidal sorry for right. my English right right no problem. So, you're right about this. Yeah. Okay, so th let me then ask you, because we'll go to part five of bad parenting. Again, not to pick on your parents, but just to deal with this particular issue. When you brought the problem of bullying to your parents, and your parents gave you this advice, you obviously dutifully attempted to follow it, right? It catastrophically didn't work. Am I fairly right in asserting that? Yeah. And then what happened? Um... Uh, 
did you come back to your parents and say, hey, you know that thing you told me to do? Uh, I lost a tooth, right? I mean, uh, like, did you go back to your parents and say this thing did not work? Yeah, well, yeah. And then what? Nothing. Well, and I'm sorry about what you're feeling at the moment. We'll, we'll, we'll pause on that. But, but that's really important, right? Because if your parents are really interested in solving a problem, well, they'll give you a solution, right? It's like, I come to a door. I want to open it. I pull. It doesn't open. Do I keep pulling? No. I push instead, right? So if something doesn't work, you try something else, right? If you're really trying to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. So well, if they if say, ignore it and be assertive, and you say, this isn't working, then your parents should say, okay, well, we're sorry that we gave you bad advice. Like, if I give someone bad directions, I apologize if it gets into the wrong place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so why didn't well, you come back to them? And, and why didn't they follow up to see what was happening with the bullying? Well... They did try to send me to, to you know, to someone to see, uh, I don't know if I can tell, tell that a social worker or something. Okay, but what time frame were we talking? Well, How old were you when you first brought this up with them? Sorry to keep it I guess, no, no problem. Uh, I guess I was six or at most seven, I mean, really young. And then when did you go to the social worker? Uh, well, well not too bad. It's about around eight years old, I remember. But so a year or two after the initial problem solving, right? Yeah. And you realize that's like 10 to 20 years in the life of a kid. Right? Um, uh, but let me ask you another question. Did you tell them that it was continuing to be a problem after following their advice? Did you like say that, oh, it's Sorry, not Sorry, that's working. not his job. Yeah. It's not his job. Uh, yeah. It's his parents' job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. His, his parents' job to say, the thing we told you to, to, to oh, solve yeah. your problem with bullying, did it solve your problem I, I know, with but bullying, it, right? Like when they, they, did they ask that and did you tell the truth when they asked that? I'm oh, sorry? Uh, did they ask you those questions if, if it was working and, uh, and uh, did you tell the truth when they asked that? Well, no. I, I told them that I was still being, being bullied and intimidated at school. And they, they asked me, did you, de- did you try ignoring them? Did you try? asserting yourself and they and I said yes it doesn't work and said and did they give you any help in how to assert yourself or did they just say go assert yourself because that doesn't mean much to a six yeah. or seven year old kid you'd need to role play you'd need to you know figure out what are they doing how could you respond to it you'd practice I mean you don't just say go play tennis to a kid go swim right you, you you practice you get them ready you rehearse and all that right did they do any of that So they kind of set you up for failure, and again, I'm just, we're just talking about this particular aspect. I'm not judging your parents as a whole. I'm not even judging them about this. We're just looking at the evidence, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt that, but it's, it's actually uh, quite relevant to me, what you guys are talking about, because I have my son. And, uh, he's, he's a actually, total bully, by the way. Uh, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think that a five-year-old would be a bully, but uh, he totally was. I mean, he saw it. He saw it. Oh, he bullied his other kid? Yeah, he bullied another kid? No. Oh, he was bullied. neighbor with bullying him. Right. And, uh, so there were five and a six year old, he's four, and they were kind of ganging up against him. Right. And uh, they kind of said something about it uh, maybe a couple of weeks before that. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't really believe him. I didn't, I mean, I, I, at first I thought, you know, maybe he's not really, you know, telling that he's being bullied. You know, he was, you know, oh. playing, but then he was just bad and just keep playing with the same kids. 
and Bob, you know, was just, you know, always being boys. No, you need to ask her like a hundred questions too. And it wasn't too long until, you know, I, I started watching them every time I went to the backyard. Yeah. Trying to, you know, see for myself what was going on. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw it and I, you know, he came back. I, I, I told him, you know, I saw it happen and then he realized he started crying, you know, that they right. had feelings. Of course, I saw it. Sure. And absolutely right. And then uh, maybe, maybe I, uh, I, you know, do what I did, maybe it's stupid me. I went by, I went to my neighbor's house and then I, you know, tried to start a conversation and uh, then I realized that, you know, the parents actually telling their kids to bully a mic. <laughs> oh my. Well, you know how you said yesterday you weren't a big fan of psychology? What's up? You know how you said yesterday you were psychology not, and you were not on um, speaking terms. Really, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, let me, can I just say something that I noticed about what you just said? You referred to yourself with a particular phrase there where just before you said you went over to talk. Do you remember what it was? You went over to, you said me, then you, you referred to yourself with using two words. Yeah, well, maybe what did you say? Silly me, uh, stupid me. Yeah, stupid me. Right? Maybe you know it was stupid right, right, so if, if you're going to bully yourself, your son is going to be more prone to being bullied by other people. If you're going to talk negatively about yourself, your son is going to be more prone to be talked negatively by other people. Uh, okay. Well, Takes time. Yeah. No, no, because I know yeah, you and psychology are like not big friends, right? Well, Sorry? I know, I know, I understand what you mean. Because you did the right thing by going to talk yeah. to parents, in my opinion, right? What do I know? My kid hopefully will not, but if she does, I'll probably make even more mistakes, right? But but because what you did was you went over and you talked to... The, we'll get back to you, so I haven't forgotten. No well, problem. Well, you went over to talk to the other parents and you got the information that it comes from the parents to the kid. Now, what that means is that you can understand that the little kid is not just a bad little kid who mysteriously starts bullying other people, right? Right, but you have to make sure that you don't self-attack, right? Because if you talk negatively about yourself, you're kind of bullying yourself. Like, you'd, ne you'd never go up to your son and say, stupid you, right? No, of course not. So why would you do it to yourself? Oh. Right? But it's so if you do it to yourself, he sees that that's... Because he worships you, right? You're his father, right? So everything you do is right. Right? So if you refer to yourself negatively, he's going to say, well putting people down is good because dad does it to himself so when he's put down he won't know how to fight back because it's good did you see what I mean yeah no, I know what you mean. and so you have to refer to yourself positively or with confidence and so on right or if you refer to yourself negatively as I do sometimes as well it has to be so ludicrous it's obviously a joke right, right? so um, like when I refer to my mohawk or something right so <laughs> as opposed to the reverse mohawk which is actually going on right mother nature's mo mowing strike Right, but but I, I think that because yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because your son is is going to relate to the world in many ways how you relate to yourself, and so if you treat yourself with respect and dignity, then he's going to expect that behavior from other people towards him. But if you put yourself down, then he's going to be be susceptible to that from other people. If that makes any sense, because kids, I, I I mean you see this, I'm sure, Isabella will watch me, just watch me. Right? And you're not used to that. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really be picking my nose at that one. <laughs> you know? I, even if I'm itchy there, I'll go to the next room. Right? But um, uh, because they watch and, and they're absorbing everything. And the first relationship that they understand is your relationship to yourself. Right? And, and that's what they'll internalize as, as their relationship with themselves. So if you call yourself stupid, he's going to end up calling himself stupid. Then when somebody else calls him stupid, it's harder for him to push back. Does that make any sense at all? No, it makes sense. Yeah, I would see my dad doing that to himself, and I, I remember 
starting to do that after. Yeah, because you you're pr- you're prone to I'm so stupid, right? right? Although you're a little bit you're, you're kind of genial about it, so I I mean I understand you you'd be a little more ferocious about it, right? Yeah. Like, good thing you don't have a fork at the time, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because children are on the stage of uh, massive neural change and they're learning uh, really quickly and and put it in those situations uh, and the best way to uh, learn and know what to do is uh, look at other examples of how people do and just mirror it. Right. Just mirror people and, and the first people who mirror is their parents. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, we dropped them off. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> I work here as that. How is this about Lishby Dennis? Hi. Hi, boo-boo. Hey. But we're coming back, we're coming back. <laughs> just, just hang on, I'm sorry, we're coming back. I just wanted to check in with, you know. I don't want to talk about good parenting and ignore my daughter, right? Hi, boo-boo. Hi, I'm over here to see your faces. How are you doing? Hi, boo-boo. She hasn't quite seen me yet. All right, well, we'll come back to my daughter in a sec. Right, so, uh, so yeah, that's what I was saying. It's the parent's job to follow up, right? Uh, if you complain of an ache as a kid, right, it's your mom's job to say tomorrow, later that day, how's your ache, and is it right, because she's the adult and you're the kid, right? So, uh, I, it doesn't seem to me, at least this is my impression, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't seem to me that you felt like you had very productive allies in terms of your parents when it came to bullying. That's a pretty good assumption. I mean, when you ask me this, this question, I mean, did they do anything, did they say anything, I have a complete blank in my head. Sure. I cannot think about anything. Right. And, and that blank is replaced by self-attack, right? Because if, it's not, if, if they didn't fail as parents, you failed as a human being. Because failure happened, right? Because you kept getting bullied, and that is a failure, mm-hmm. right? And so if it's not a failure on the part of your parents, then it's your failure. Does, does that make any sense? No. Yeah. Like if, if I'm a nutritionist and, and let's say, you don't have to, but let's say you had to lose 50 pounds and I'm a nutritionist and I give you a diet and you follow it to the T and you gain weight, right? Then either I'm a bad nutritionist or you're a bad patient because failure has occurred because you're gaining weight when you're supposed to lose it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've got a problem called bullying and it continues, then there's a failure. Is it a failure on the part of the bullies? No, they're bullying very successfully, right? Because you're continuing to be bullied, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a failure on your part? No, of course not, because you're a kid, right? <laughs> Kids can't fail. They can only be failed, right? It is a failure, obviously on the part of the bully's parents who taught them that, but more fundamentally because we're talking about your parents, it is a failure and a very significant failure because I can see that it's contributed to some degree to your adult life because you're watching the Saw movies, right? That it is a failure on their part. And if you don't identify it as a failure on their part, the burden stays on you, right? Which is how the bullying continues because you view yourself in some level as not having succeeded in solving the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But, How are you feeling? But to t- <laughs> You seem a little uncomfortable and that's totally fine. I just, I well, just want to know how you feel. I feel less uncomfortable than oh, so I should go when on. I started to, to ask <laughs> you a question. Right, right. So but, but what I'm saying, does it, does, does it make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard one yes from you and one no from your parents, so... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow, but I'm saying, I'm thinking that you say that that's a little late, one year or two years, one, let's say one year. Let's say it's a uh, year, let's say it's a month, that's fine too. It doesn't do... If it's more than a day, it's, it's a problem, right? Before... Before my, my parents sent me to a social worker or to a psychologist, whatever. Yeah, okay. 
but now, <laughs> before you, uh, let's let's take the diet metaphor. It, that takes time before knowing that something doesn't work. I mean, no, no, it doesn't. no. no so no, it really doesn't. If if there is a okay, there's a good solution to end bullying, and it will end tomorrow. Uh, you say that to the child and it will no, end no, tomorrow. No, no, of course. It, it's, there, but but you don't wait for a year to find to find out if you're gaining or losing weight, right? If you're on a diet, you weigh yourself every week, right? Okay. Maybe every couple of days, yeah. right? You don't wait for a year, jump on the scales and say, holy crap, I'm twice the weight I was before, right? I mean, well, it's not the best metaphor because you'd notice in other ways, like not being able to see your feet or whatever, right? But mm-hmm. but you understand, if, if it's, the, the question isn't whether it's a year or not, the question is what happens in that year. Because you brought a problem, I mean, I was bullied sometimes too, right? It is, it makes your day horrible, right? You dread waking up, you dread going to school. Mm-hmm. I remember I I, um, uh, I used to play uh, uh, Defender. Uh, it's an old, old video game. And there's a bowling collar near my place. It's like being locked in a closet with a bag full of bees. It was a great fun game. And uh, this guy, I was really having a great game, and he wanted to play, and he unplugged the machine on me, right? So I called him a jerk or an asshole or something like that. I was about, I don't know, 12 or 13. And his brother was a the school sociopath. I didn't even know, right? And he said, that, oh, you push my brother, I'm going to get you, I'm going to kill you. Like, and he had those kind of stone-cold eyes where you go, like, I could really be in danger here, you know? Like, ter- and I, I, I remember I had a harmonica. I just wandered around my, my apartment playing taps, you know, because I really felt that doomed. And it's kind of funny in hindsight, it wasn't at the time. And then, the only, but the only thing that ever happened was I was going up the stairs, he was coming down, you know, the general slow filing that you do in school. And he punched me in the arm, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. You know, and and uh, he never ended up doing anything, um, and so that. But that was really the most significant time that I was ever bullied. Or one other time when I was hiking with a friend of mine, some older kids, and I just baked him a fire and whatever, and bullied us for a couple of hours. So for me, it wasn't extended. It was just a couple of times, and but it was during real crisis times in my family when my mother was going mental and before she was institutionalized. So they pick on the weak, right? They're like a bunch of nasty predators. So I, I mean, I have a little bit of experience, but. I remember it was it consumed me. Uh, it was what I thought of when I woke up in the morning. I thought of it on the way to work. I was constantly hypervigilant, scanning the environment, looking for this guy or anyone else uh, who he might know who might attack me. Uh, I, I, I lived with this dread uh, uh, in my stomach, and this went on for weeks. Uh, and then I sort of, you know, it never resolved itself either way. He probably just went on to some other victim or whatever because I wasn't doing anything to provoke him. So I, I do have a small, a, a small taste, and I don't know how extended or, or violent yours was, but it, it poisons your day. It's not just like a bummer, you know, it's not like, uh, I don't know, my leg went to sleep and it's really painful. Like, it, it's chronic. Was that somewhat what it was like for you, or was it not well, that bad? Or? Perhaps I'm evading or not remembering or, any, or anything. I don't remember... It being that bad, uh, how organized? Well, let me ask you this: Were you were you threatened with uh, violence uh, by the bullies? It it was more of a verbal violence. Sometimes they would throw snowballs at me, and uh, which sounds and innocent, me. but if you pack those things right, they can yeah, really you got hurt. a black eye once. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that can actually they can take out an eye actually. Yeah, if there's ice in it or a rock or something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so snowballs, uh, I know the verbal teasing, that can be completely crazy making. Um, what about, uh, did you get pushed, or did you have to pay money, or like, did um, they take any lunch no, money, or did no, they steal your lunch? No or? paying money. Um, I think I got pushed a few times. 
Do you have an example of a verbal abuse or well, yeah, you know, do you remember? It's hard for me to remember actually. Uh, you know, mean nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, what was the duration? You said it started around six or seven. And yeah, well, you yeah. said you went to eight to a social worker. How uh, did she solve the problem? No, no, no. Because no. uh, otherwise, you wouldn't bring it up now, right? Yeah. Uh, and when did it begin to diminish? It got it worst when I was in maybe thirteen or fourteen. Right. Then I got. Then I changed schools. Then it wasn't that bad. People didn't know me, and I was a bit taller that time. Right, so. right, right. So uh, from six to thirteen, seven to thirteen. Yeah. Was the I mean you're saying peaking around thirteen, right? Yeah, and so it that's got seven years, right? Mm -hmm. That's and that's the majority of your early childhood, and certainly the majority of your childhood in school. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty chronic condition. Right? Mm -hmm. So it it mean it makes sense to me that it didn't feel as bad because the reason I think that I remember mine so vividly is that it wasn't constant, right? But when things are constant, they become less vivid. Right? You hear it sound for long enough, it, you know, you stop hearing it, right? So. Your parents didn't intervene successfully. I'm sure teachers may have seen it. Didn't intervene successfully. The social worker didn't intervene successfully. Was there any intervention after the age of eight? There was another. I think it was a child psychologist that I saw. And how old were you then? Uh, maybe ten, eleven, around that time. And what was the what were the suggestions from the social worker and the child psychologist? Ignore it and. Sorry. <laughs> just curious what they said. I think the, I think I, I went only once to see him. Maybe I only remember once, <clears throat> and it was more about you know getting out my emotional luggage. I mean, um, and no. Now, sorry, you were ten years old. Did he say the the purpose here is to get out your emotional baggage? I don't even know what that means at 41. I, I don't know what it would mean at, at the age of I 10. I mean, I guess... Um, and one session is not going to do a damn thing, right? No. Other than once more. But no, I guarantee it's not going to do a damn thing, right? No. Um, it's like putting down one candy bar. It's not going to help you lose any weight, right? But what it does do is it puts the onus back on you, right? Because if... if if parents really want to solve a problem, they keep working until it's solved. And they keep trying different things until it's solved, right? But there was no commitment from any of the adults around you, it seems, for the bullying, right? Because this is not just a family issue, you understand, right? It's a school issue, it's a mental health issue, it's a societal issue, right? There's a kid being victimized, having his childhood poisoned, right? I don't think that's an exaggeration for constant bullying. It is a poisoning of a childhood. And if you were being physically poisoned, everybody goes nuts over, oh my God, there might be chemicals in baby bottles, you know, that affects one child in a million, maybe. And everybody goes completely insane and bans it, right? But something this toxic, which is bullying year after year after year for a child, people take barely any half-hearted efforts once every year or two to try and solve it and don't care when it's not solved, it seems, right? Yeah. And it's a tragedy, right? I mean, it's the single biggest shadow, it would seem to me, on your childhood, right? That's true. 
I mean, was there anything else that was worse? I don't think so. No. And I mean, I can I can see just my I can see that doesn't mean it's real. It just means I can see something. I can see that I don't know if other people can too. But it seems to have had a pretty strong effect on you as an adult, right? Yeah. Just that other people see that, right? There's a yeah, certain yeah. kind of. I see that. I stay with him at the, uh, at the hotel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a certain kind of sadness, a despair, um, a hopelessness, a resignation. And again, these are all just things that I'm... It doesn't mean any yeah. of this is true. This is just sort of what I see. Like even this... Uh, just, you yeah, know. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but but, it, but the, the, the body language and so on. Like, and, and it would be crazy if it didn't have a long-term effect on you. Right? This is seven plus years of constant exposure to fear and to aggression. Right? And w without a, a support mechanism that is at all effective or even seems to be that involved in searching for a solution. And the solution to bullying isn't easy, don't, I'm not blaming your parents because they passed up on something really easy, right? It is tough and it's complex, but you keep working it till it gets solved. Because you can't just let your child live in fear that way. You just have to do whatever it takes to solve the problem mm -hmm. and not stop until it's solved, right? Um, we, we were talking about this uh, with Bill. Was Bill here? The people in the real problem weren't the one thing dealt with. Yeah, it wasn't the, yeah, yeah, the, the, it wasn't the, the bullies fault because they're just kids right at least it wasn't it wasn't mostly their fault obviously they weren't acting well and they knew they weren't acting well because they didn't do it when teachers were around right it certainly wasn't your fault it absolutely and completely was not your fault right it's certainly not you didn't sit there in the womb saying dear god give me buck teeth or i'm not mean born at all right or whatever it was that they picked on right I'm not saying you have buck teeth, right? I'm just saying this is what these people... You put your hand in front of your mouth, right? Like I'm immediately picking on your teeth, right? <laughs> no, but, but you didn't... Whatever they picked on, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it didn't... It, yeah. It's not what you wanted in your life, right? You certainly didn't sit there saying, you know, I'm just not going to be happy today until someone has a snowball at me and gives me a black eye, right? That wasn't how you woke up and wanted your day to go, right? And you did try the right thing to get the support from the adults around you to, to solve the problem, and they, they uniformly let you down through you to the walls, right? Because the reality is, I guarantee you, your parents felt helpless in the face of bullying. Because otherwise, they would have solved the problem. We give up when we feel helpless, right? And so if your parents, with all their power and efficacy, can't solve the problem of bullying, how the hell are they giving you advice on how to solve the problem of bullying when you're just a little kid, right? If the psychologist, the social worker, the teachers, the principal, the police, the, none of these people can solve the problem of bullying, what the hell are they doing heaping the problem and the solution on the little shoulders of a, a child? Right? That's true. They couldn't solve it. And you realize that to put the onus solving the problem of bullying on a kid is bullying, right? Because <laughs> it's a whole inverted pyramid of power that says the entire problem, the entire solution to this problem of bad parenting, bad schools, bad societal ethics rests on the defenseless, already bullied little shoulders of a seven-year-old, right? That is putting an unjust and utterly wrong amount of responsibility on a child to solve problems that adults aren't willing to face up to. It's like calling a child with a learning disability stupid. Yes, 
Yeah, it is for sure. Except it's even worse because yeah. a child with a learning disability does have may have a physical issue, whereas this yeah. is almost entirely generated societally, right? Yeah. And it's 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 deeply tragic. It really is, and it makes you feel very alone relative to society because it was society as a whole that failed to solve this problem, right? Your your parents, your teachers, your social workers, your psychologists, your extended family, your you know whoever, right? Everybody just like okay, let's let the truck keep rolling over this kid because we're afraid of the road, right? Sorry if I'm not responding with more. Oh, you're responding. Oh, you you're are. responding. Anyone can see. We can all see the response, right? You're responding for sure. You really are, and and very openly and, and very warmly, I think, too. To you to be credited for that, right? Your heart is still open, which is an incredible gift to to still have after that much bullying, right? That you can still have an open heart and not, you know, uh, be shut down completely in a conversation like this. That that's an amazing bit of artistry and 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 acrobatics that you kept your heart open during this whole thing. Not this conversation, but your whole life, right? Now, does this put the movies that you brought up originally in any kind of perspective? And I would have fantasies of violence because of this? No, I, no I didn't say fantasies of violence, though you may, right? Because you, you would have a lot of anger about this. Right? Now, you cloak the anger in helplessness and despair and hopelessness, right? And shrugs and resignation and all kinds of Gallic abstractions, right? Well, these, these, these movies are all about helpless situations. They dump their helpless situation on him. So wouldn't it be a playing out of a, of a helpless situation involving self-attack and, and... It's actually better if you answer it. Oh. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a real question, right? Because the, the movies evoke a feeling in you, right? And if it is a feeling from your childhood that is unprocessed, then you're going to be drawn to it again and again, right? Okay. Right, so if you have a feeling around helplessness and horror and self-attack that is unprocessed for you, because, and the, the reason we don't process those feelings is because we feel that we are to blame for them, right? So we feel ashamed, and so we don't want to process the feelings because we feel guilty, right? So if you feel that you were bullied because of something you did, rather than a complete failure, and worse than a failure on the part of the adults around you, right, then you won't be able to get angry because it's your fault, right? It's like if I don't put on sunscreen even when people tell me to and I get a sunburn, who am I going to shake my fist at? Well, no one, because I'm to blame, right? I didn't do something sensible and I got a sunburn, right? So if you view your bullying as like, well, people told you to ignore it or be assertive, put on the sunscreen, you didn't do it, you got a sunburn, you will feel all kinds of despair and heaviness and self-attack because it was your fault. But it wasn't your fault. You're a seven-year-old kid. It was the adult's responsibility. It was your parents' primarily responsibility to make sure that they did not sleep and no stone was unturned until this problem was solved to your satisfaction, not to their satisfaction. Not so that it went away and you didn't bring it up with them anymore. Not so that you dragged yourself through the day like a compliant little slave, but solved to your satisfaction. And that's why parental communication with children is so important, right? The problem is solved, not when they think it's solved. The problem is solved when you think it's solved. And they do whatever they can, as good parents, 
to, to continue to work at the problem night and day, and if that means homeschooling, if that means moving, if that means whatever, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, if the, if the water was poisoned uh, in your taps and was causing you to have developmental disorders, they would fix that, right? They wouldn't just sit there and say, well, you know, maybe try and drink a little less, right? They would call the city, they would move, they would get filters, they would whatever, right? But this is the same situation, but they avoided it for whatever reason, doesn't matter, right, at the moment, right? It matters to figure out at some point, but... But if you have all of these feelings that because you feel it was all your fault, there's no one to get mad at, right? But if deep down you know it wasn't your fault, as everybody in this room knows and everybody in the world knows it wasn't your fault, right? Then you can actually start to get angry, which is the assertiveness your parents were telling you to do when you were seven, right? Which you should do now, and I would talk to them about this, and I would frankly call them on the carpet a little bit about this, saying, I was a little kid, how the hell did this go on for so long? How the hell did I end up being bullied for most of my childhood when you knew about it? That is, it, it, I mean, too aggressive, is that a fair question to ask I'll if you're a parent? They piled on by making it... I wouldn't start with that, you know, because yeah. you don't want to necessarily put all their defenses yeah. up at once, right? I would just start with how the hell did it happen, because that's a real question, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a damn important question, because it was the single greatest shadow on your whole childhood, right? can't go back and be seven again. You can't go back and have happy times at school. It's never going to happen again. Yeah. It's a complete theft, right? So if you get angry, then you can actually say, hey, you know, remember you told me when I was seven to be assertive with bullies? I'm going to talk to you now, right? Because that's taking their advice, right? Finally being assertive with bullies. Yeah, with bullies, right? And, and, and if you put the onus on them, which it should be because you were seven, right? Mm-hmm then my feeling is that you will no longer feel as helpless and as hopeless and you will no longer be drawn to watching people having to abuse themselves when they're in a situation of helplessness and hopelessness. You thought just a couple of sandwiches, right? Light numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, Jeff. But does, uh, does that make any sense? Because you, you did ask about the movies, and that's why I wanted to know if you'd experienced that yeah, kind of you're right. and humiliation. Um, I had a feeling this was it would come to that eventually. Well, no, and you asked the question. Your unconscious asked the question because you knew that somebody would be able to tell you the answer, right? And you know the answer. I'm not they're telling they're telling you anything you don't know, right? You just haven't had it put that way, right? So, will you talk to your parents, do you think? And it's not, you know, shake them by the neck and you rat bastard stole my childhood, right? I'm just, you know, how, how to help me understand how this, this went on for so long. Yeah. As soon as I get back, I'll, I'm supposed we to We have a speakerphone. So. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really would, because it's, you know, and it's not because of the past, fundamentally, because of the future, right? Because, I, I, I obviously, mm-hmm. this is still showing up in your life, right? Richard, that Richard is a total bully. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, you, you don't want to live that with that burden, right? Because it's not fair, it's not just, it's not yours, right? For the future, right? Okay. And if you ever have kids, you never want to do that, right? If they end up getting bullied, you never want to make the same mistakes your parents did, right? That's the best we can do with that kind of pain, right? Is to ne- make sure it doesn't never happen again. Yeah. To, to the, those who come after us, right? That's true. That's true. Sorry, I hope that's not too dull for people. But that's, that's what I do. It's not dull at all. Was it, how, 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 how you feel? 
I know we, we, we really, you know, oh, my parents were above average, right? Well, here's where they were woefully deficient. You know, like, so, you know we took you on quite a ride there. And, and No, no, it's all right. And you hope everyone, I'm not trying to pick on parents, right? Because I am a parent, right? But but I just wanted to, uh, I, so that's why I had Isabella, so I could pick on parents with that excuse. <laughs> the only reason she's here. Oops, is that being recorded? Just kidding. <laughs> right, so no, but we took you on a pretty, pretty lengthy stretch there. How, how do you think thank they you. would... No, no, but how, how are you feeling? I mean, don't thank me yet, because you're still going to talk to your parents. <laughs> well, how do you think they will respond to that question? Like, what, what happened there? What? If my last experience is any kind of direction, it will be not good, not great. Not, not good, not too bad, not horrible, not great. Well, well if you ask the question, like... Well, why, why, what happened? Why was I bullied? What, what happened there this whole time? You know, why was, why was I bullied and knew about it? You know, um, yeah, it's a pretty provocative question. I don't think you could just get like a, a, a lukewarm kind of. Uh, no, they will give him a lukewarm response and lots of fog, right? Yeah. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Well, it was busy. We were busy. We thought it was solved. Uh, you know, we were we had to move and like there was we things going on at work. You. We tried lots of yeah, things. Yeah, we tried therapy. We tried this. You know, it was just you know they will try lots of things for sure. And you will have that. Oh, okay. I guess I'll just go watch Saw Four, right? Oh. <laughs> so you'll have that right feeling of like <laughs> despair and you know hopelessness. And okay, well, I'll just go find a hand answer in a form, right? But, but um, uh, you know, stick with it until you're satisfied. You'll know emotionally when you've got a truthful answer from them. And just keep, it's annoying, you have to be annoyingly persistent. Well, yeah. like I was, right? Like I always am, right? Just annoyingly persistent until you feel that there's some satisfaction and closure. It's, it's about your satisfaction. Because in, in so many of our relationships, and I say this more for myself than anyone, we're so used to satisfying other people's needs and requirements that it's very hard for us to remember that it's about our satisfaction and, and pleasure in the relationship as well, mutual and that we need to, sorry? Mutual exchange of value. Mutual exchange of value. We all talk about it in the free market, and then when it comes to relationships, yeah. it's like, can I rub your feet, can I get some drink, can I do anything else? And you never think about what is satisfying to us, right? And it's really, really worth pushing in relationships to make sure that you get the satisfaction that you want. I do it with Christina all the time, because if I'm not satisfied in my relationship with my marriage, she's actually unhappy, because the marriage is not happy for me, and right? So I always make sure that I try to get what I want in, in a mutual way, in, in our marriage, right? And, and that's that's having respect for our relationship because I want she wants to be a source of pleasure for me, but she can't make it happen for me. I have to sound all kinds of sexual now, right? So when we bring out the rubber mallet, I just get all these images in everyone else's mind. What's he talking about now again? Is there going to be a video? I don't know, but I want to. But, but you know, like it, it, it's really important in relationships to make sure that you get what you want because that's how you end up with a sustainable relationship, right? It's like we've talked about with restaurants, right? If you go to a restaurant, you get a bad meal, and you just never talk to them and go back. All you're saying is you break your relationship with the restaurant. The manager would much rather you say it was a terrible meal. I want you to fix it, because then he's got feedback to fix it, right? So in your relationship with your parents, if you've got dissatisfactions with anyone, you talk to them and you're annoyingly persistent until you're satisfied, and that is having respect for the relationship and its long-term continuity.